Bustin' Loose Baseball, hosted by Grant Paulson and Toby Altizer, gives you in-depth analytics and interviews on everything baseball in the nation's capital. Now, here's your host, Grant Paulson and Toby Altizer. One other thing I'll say, just kind of in the big picture, as far as you know how things are looking in the moment, organizationally, globally, you know, from just a young talent standpoint. If you look at the pitching, we talk about Gore and Gray all the time, but Jake Irvin has had one of the best stretches for a developed internal pitcher uh, that they've gotten. Other than um, you know Eric Fetty, they haven't really had a guy do what he's done over his last dozen starts with a sub four ERA. Uh, since, you know, Strauss, Jay Zim, those types of guys, which speaks to, again, how long it's been and how badly they developed arms for a long time, but I digress. Uh, but you've got Gore and Gray and Jake Irvin, uh, Yohan Adon, who, you know, not a high-end prospect, but very, very young and is flashed, obviously. Uh, all those guys at the major league level, controllable and young. Then you've got close in the, in the minors, you've got Jackson Rutledge will be in the majors next year. Jake Bennett will be in the majors next year at some point. Mitchell Parker, who will be in the majors next year at some point. Cole Henry, assuming health, will be in the majors. Uh, it could have been at the end of this year if he didn't get hurt again, but next year at some point. Then on the position side, you got C.J. Abrams, who's still younger than most of the players in the top 100 prospects list. I mean, that should not be forgotten. Uh, to go along with uh, K. Barrett Ruiz, you know, in the infield, you've got Lipscomb and House, who are getting close, will be in the majors next year. Uh, then you've got in the outfield, uh, Lane Thomas, Jacob Young is very close. He's in AAA. Um, you've got Dylan Cruz, who we talk about, James Wood, who we talk about, Robert Hassel. All three of those guys will be in the majors next year. Um, and then not to mention, like, the guys that the arrow has trended down on, Luis Garcia and Carter Keboom. Like, Garcia has flashed. Keboom has really not, but he's about to get a, a stretch at the big league level here. Uh, not to mention huge financial flexibility, Toby. I mean, there's like nobody on the books for this team. If the learners decide that they want to start spending, or if the let's say you know Ted Leonsis or someone else buys this team and wants to make a splash, like that could also happen. Where maybe it's this off season, probably the one after, but they come in and they they drop a bunch of money on a first baseman and they go get an impact bat and a, a mid rotation starter, and all of a sudden you know you're you're a handful of wins better. So. I guess my point is just globally, maybe that's the optimistic way to look at it, but that's a ton of young, controllable uh, assets. Not all of them will be great big leaguers, but it's a lot of competition they've created, and it's not like this is A-ball. You know, I'm not talking about Christian Vaccaro or Elijah Green. I'm not talking about someone who's five years away. These are all guys that are either currently in the majors or will be in the majors next year, and they've got money to spend. So it's a, it's a pretty enticing thing as a fan right now. Yeah, and even if, you know, Leonsis or someone else doesn't come in and buy the team, I think there's still an avenue that the learners could spend money. It's not maybe going to be as much as you'd like, you know, if someone else came in here. But I still think there's an avenue because, like you said, I mean, there's so many guys on this team that are going to be very cheap over the next couple of seasons and hopefully while this team is building up to be a contender. But one more point I wanted to add in here, Grant, about – you know, we talked about the draft and how bad they'd been for a while, and we can go through that. But right now, it seems like three out of the last four years are going to be hits at 
the first round pick for the Nationals, like maybe it's, you know, you're drafting a lot higher. Dylan Cruz is hard to screw up, right? But Cade Cavalli looks like he's going to be a middle of the rotation kind of guy that you got with a 22nd pick. I think you got to consider that a success. Brady House, the dude has done nothing but hit when he's been healthy in the minor leagues and looks like he could be a cornerstone part of the franchise at third base. Elijah Green, there's definitely some questions there, so we'll see. And then Dylan Cruz is a guy that could be the franchise player going forward. So, you know, how much credit you want to give him, whatever. But the reality is it looks like three out of the last four drafts, the first round pick has been a hit. And then you start getting into some of the later rounds. And we talk about Lipscomb all the time. We talk about Dalen Lyle. We talk about some of these guys. It looks like some of this stuff is starting to turn around for the organization and they're drafting a little bit better and everything's starting to trend upward, not just on the big league club with how the guys are playing led by Davey Martinez, but it seems like Rizzo's done a better job of talent evaluating and maybe figuring out who should be on the staff and figure out exactly who's good at evaluating talent and things have really improved on that front as well. So I think as terms of being a fan right now, you know, just kind of wrapping up this discussion as we're talking about, you know, these extensions for Davey and Mike Rizzo, like I think that you have to be excited about the team overall. And I think you have to be excited about the fact that the guys that have seen this through are going to still be the guys that are doing it over the next couple of seasons. And you really get to evaluate them. Maybe it ends up being a flop, but I wouldn't count on that because these guys are already having things trend upward and maybe there's going to be some bumps in the road, but they're at least showing you some promise. So I want to see what they can do over the next couple of seasons to build off of it. And I have faith that they're going to continue having this thing go in the right direction. Yeah, I think that's well said. Uh, it's just been so long since guys like Dale and Lyle kind of come out of nowhere to look like really solid prospects. And that's starting to pop up and happen around the system, right? Guys like Jacob Young get elevated and just keep hitting. And, and all of a sudden you're going non-prospect, ranked 30th, ranked 25th. You know, and they start climbing up the system. Guys like Jake Irvin, you know, who aren't particularly high-end prospects, get to the big leagues and and help you. Um that, that's what happens in the good organizations. It's what happened here for many years before they really kind of focused on spending and going the veteran route. Uh, and, and maybe, you know, I already talked about this, but maybe they sunk so much into the free agency and some of the things they were doing and spending on in the payroll that they, they didn't want to do it at the other levels. And, and, and maybe this is a situation where they either have a focus on development in the minor leagues or, or spending at the big league level. And, they can't have their cake and eat it, too. I'm not sure. I, there's a lot of things I've, I've always wanted to know about kind of the inner workings behind the scenes that I've never quite been able to get to the bottom of. Because, you know, I, I don't, frankly, when I talk to Mark Lerner, you know, it's normally very brief. He's extremely friendly and a huge Nats fan. But uh, I'm, well, not gonna, know. <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, that's funny. Uh when I say he's a huge Nats fan, which sounds dumb, it's after midnight as we're recording this. So that's a good point. Uh, what I mean is, of the family members, he's still super into this. Like, he's a huge Nats fan, meaning I think he wants to be the owner of this team forever. I don't know that everyone in the family feels that way, but I think Mark Lerner goes to games wearing his hat. He's going to the minor leagues. He's riding down 95 with Mike Rizzo to see uh, Dylan Cruz's debut in Fredericksburg. He's got MLB uh, TV so he can watch the the Harrisburg Senators. Like, I think he's a mark. Where is everyone in the family that way anymore? I'm, not that I can gather, but again, I, I don't know all the specifics. So uh, hopefully in time, we'll, we'll get more answers to those burning questions as far as the ownership and where this whole thing's headed financially behind the scenes and the Masson deal continues to loom. But 
Uh, as I said, we went a little longer than I anticipated. But we're taping this on Monday night. It's after midnight. So it's time for Darius to do his magic production work and post this so you guys are listening to this, hopefully, first thing on Tuesday. Thanks for checking us out. Little emergency pod after breaking news today. Davey extended for two years. I guess it should be noted that still nothing official on Rizzo, although the report was that his uh, extension, which should be similar to Davey's, should be finalized very, very soon. For Toby and Darius, I'm Grant saying so long. We'll be back at it later this week on Bustin' Loose Baseball.